0: blocking you bless me mm. who am I talking to who am I talking to
1: blocking you blesses me <laughs> but this is the part I really like
0: it just says you're a opinion
1: thing blocking
0: you you see
1: baby you couldn't act right so you lost the
0: privilege huh and welcome back to poor life decision i'm chris i'm doing aka connie the hormone monster
1: why are you connie <laughs>
0: Because, like, people think that people are just hormonal when they're, like, teenagers. But yeah. I am a childbearing woman. Yes. <laughs> or a woman of childbearing age. I am not bearing any children um, <laughs> right now. But, uh, you know, sometimes hormones hit. And it's like, why am I in this feelings? <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: You know what? Well, you know what you need? A nice bubble bath.
0: <laughs> you know, I... I might do that after this episode. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I
1: mentioned to the show that I ordered some milk bath stuff, and uh, it was okay. It was all right. I will be going back to the bubble baths. I didn't... You know how I add a bunch of stuff to my water when, I, when mm-hmm. I take a bubble bath? I didn't do that with the milk bath because I wasn't sure, you know... I, I wanted to get what the truest... Well, I wanted to get the truest milk, milk bath experience. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, only thing I did add some uh, bath oil and I added a lot of bath oil. Like my skin was really supple when I got out, but, um, Hey Roxy, Roxy's on the show tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, yeah. So I like it. It was nice, but I will definitely be going back to bubble baths. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I'm always afraid of doing bath oils because I'm afraid I'm gonna fall in the tub and then Let nobody's see. gonna be able to come get me.
1: I had to be I had to be super careful. What are you doing to Roxy? Um, she's
0: she has a bark collar. It's a humane bark collar, so it just beeps when she barks. Okay. But she's also scared of the sound, so like anytime she barks, she'll like come and run up under me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, okay, so I looked up, when I first moved into my house, you know, I think I told you about how my neighbor's dogs were barking nonstop. stop mm-hmm. They've gotten better, or else I'm just getting immune to it. But I looked mm-hmm. up some humane ways to, like, stop other people's dogs. <laughs> 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 like, seriously, and that was one thing that they said, was I could get one of those whistles that makes uh, the loud sound. And that the dogs uh, don't uh, like it, so it, it should prompt them to stop. But, yeah. If it scares her,
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's better than like shocking her.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't questioning like how humane it was. I just mean like if something scares me, I'm going to cry louder. That's that's yeah. what I was like. I don't know if that's, but yeah, that
0: was, that was, that was,
1: that was sweet of you to do that. Like to be considerate yeah. because again, I know my neighbors heard that loud ass dog. If I can mm-hmm. hear it, they can hear it. He's right in their backyard. So, right. any who, speaking
0: uh, of back to ahead. milk baths. Um, so I see the Shea Moisture one that you bought, but also there's a lavender cream bath milk soak. And you know how I love lavender. Mm. I might buy that. <laughs> um, the Shea Moisture one I got was
1: coconut, I think. Yeah. And then I added the oil that I added was lavender. Interesting. But yeah, you gotta be careful getting out of the tub. Like, I had to get out really slow. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time, you know, I, I've started drinking water when I'm in the tub, but this time I yeah. did have a drink. drink, so I was like, let me get up really slowly. Because <laughs> I don't want to bust Dipping my low, ass, and then somebody slow. <laughs> <laughs> And somebody finds me, and they're like, her drunk ass was trying to get out of the tub. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. Anywho, Stoyan, tell us what you've been up to and what you are drinking.
0: Um, uh, so I did a small road trip last week to Fredericksburg, Texas, yeah. which is like the wine country of Texas, and it was just a really, like, relaxing trip. My service didn't work half the time, so I actually had to, like, put my phone down and talk to the person I went with and <laughs> read a book. I'm still not done with my book, but, um yeah so that was interesting. It was a slower pace in life than I'm used to, and um, it was good for the moment and a lot of the wineries um 'cause because of the bar thing, a lot yeah. of them weren't open on the like, um, downtown where they had tasting rooms, yeah. but you could like take a drink to go, and their ordinances were that you could like walk the street with your drink
1: that is always fine. it was great. <laughs> That's my favorite it. part of New Orleans is just walking down the street with some liquor. <laughs> that's
0: all we asked for. Um, And then, yeah, that's pretty much all I did. Well,
1: you looked like you had a victorious hike.
0: Oh, yeah. So I did climb Enchanted Rock. It's not that high, but it's kind of steep or yeah. steep for me. So it was the hardest hiking I've done yet. Yeah. So I've this is the third place I've hiked this summer. But um I you. made it to the top. I didn't think I was gonna, but I was like, I gotta do it. <laughs> I gotta get to the top.
1: That's so. the best feeling. Like the hiking part is trash, but when you get to the top, it does feel like accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It's been some years. I oh, like, look skinny as hell hiking.
0: in my picture too. It was you great. I did. I said a little doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: yeah. goodness.
1: So what are you drinking?
0: So remember last week when I bought this Campari, and I was uh-huh. like, "That and IPA was gross."
1: So I was like, "Even okay, though let me Becca try. told you
0: that the Campari was nasty, I know, but it's twenty seven dollars. So I ain't no hope." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, this week I tried to make a Negroni, which is Campari and sweet vermouth and gin, and it's still better. So I am letting the ice melt a little bit. I also bought a bottle, brought a bottle of rose in here his Ooh. you know needs mm. i i you take rosé all day as like my personal creed <laughs> i honestly
1: do not I, I cannot see or read or taste rosé without thinking doya now because mm. it's just synonymous with rosé Doya rosé they go together yes. you know every time i see negroni i think of nagini now
0: <laughs> who's that nagini the snake Oh, from Harry Potter? Yeah. No. Every time
1: I see... Every time I see the... Because for some reason, like the Negroni, the, the drink, every time I see... I've been seeing it a lot lately. And every time I see it, mm-hmm. I think of Nagini.
0: No. In, in my Mm-mm. mind, I'm like, Negro, me. <laughs> 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 Which is hardly necessary. But... I mean, I like it. I like it. Well, this it week...
1: <laughs> this week, um, I am drinking... I'm doing a twist on the French 75, and I'm having a French 76, which is the same thing, just vodka instead of gin. So, um, a little vodka, some lemon juice. Yes, I squirted lemon juice. I did not use real lemons. Um, mm. a, little, a little touch of simple sugar, some champagne, Andre, because I'm a real bitch, and... <laughs> There you go, your French 76, and it is nice and light and refreshing. Mm. Mm. Delicious. I
0: wonder if they have any French 70 stuff with tequila.
1: I'm sure they do. Because <laughs> I literally, I mean, I was go- I couldn't remember, like, I was going to make French 75s, and I couldn't remember how much, um, I couldn't remember whether it was lemon or lime or what I needed to put in it, so I Googled it. And that's oh. when I saw the French seventy six, I was like, Oh, well, I'll just do this one. I'll just do that um Every
0: time I look at your background, I'm like, Oh, I do need those glasses. <laughs> she has like a, a bar background and yeah. there's these champagne glasses I want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be you decorating your house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanna mention a couple of things that are making me very happy lately. Bringing me, like, pure joy. Because, you know, J.K. Rowling had to ruin the joy of looking at children's drawings for me. When she <laughs> opened her mouth and couldn't be quiet and just count her galleons. Um, so, <laughs> I stole that from somebody off the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the first thing is, I've really been enjoying following the account Room Raider. Do you follow them? No. Okay. So... Essentially what they do, because, you know, in the time that we're living in now, Zoom or Skype interviews are like at their all time high. So they take these interviews and they rate the room of the people who are doing the interview. And it is so cool. And they give you points like they give you lots of points for like if you have art, flowers, Um, they rate your lighting, your candle angle. Um, They just rate the room and they give you a rating. And, like, a lot of the celebrities will, like, say, Oh, what can I do to get more points? And they give them pointers on how to get more points. And it's just bringing me a lot of joy. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) And then the people will, like, they've even, like, gone back and re rated a person when that person incorporated um, something else in their room. Today, they rated Gail King's um, room from her Skype interview. And the room was gorgeous. She got a 10 out of 10. And what they gave her a lot of points for was like the way she has art displayed in her house is like you're in a museum, which I mean, is gail King, so yes. I'm not surprised, but yeah. So, I just enjoyed that. I've also really been enjoying the um the uh, pussy talk challenge. Like it's just bringing me so much joy. And have you seen any of it on your timeline? No. What is that? Pussy talk. The city girls. What is pussy talk? Oh. English, Spanish, or French? This pussy talk. Euros, dollars, and yens. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the city girls have a challenge with uh pussy talk. Or, or actually, it's the pussy talk slash dick talk because guys are entering too, and they're doing the dick talk uh, version. And,
0: and it's in just gray like, sweatpants.
1: It's, um, no, they're just, they just, <laughs> it's not a visual. They they just they're just it over the beat. But you know what? Bored. That might, win, <laughs> you know what? That might win somebody. The, 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 the uh, contest though. These the, listen dudes, we're trying to help y'all. Cause so far the girls okay. are winning. There's this one guy, he is his little, uh, well not little song. Cause he did a good job. His song is actually on, um, iTunes now. Uh, I'm going to insert it right here so you can hear a little piece. Gonna dick talk, help me out if I go to the fed Gonna dick talk, trying to put it in between your legs Ain't repeating shit, bitch, I said what I said On the block, shooting dice, phone might go dick <laughs> And, uh, but the guys are losing so far So listen up, guys, take Doyen's advice I mean, first of all, you need to know your body Know whether the Grace Sweatpants is gonna do what we needed to do
0: or and if put it, a sock. I don't even care. Like,
1: <laughs> We just want the visual. <laughs> right. I'm going to go DM you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. Just getting joy where I can off the
0: internet. <laughs> going back to the Zoom backgrounds, two things. I uh-huh. have found my new favorite plug for Zoom backgrounds, and that is House H-O-U-Z-Z. Because it has like really pretty homes, and I can have a really pretty home in my background, and it's great. And then I was, <laughs> when Michelle Obama was talking in the Democratic Convention, I was all in that background. I was like, I don't even know if this is her house for real, but I was all in the background like, oh, what what you got over there? Like, <laughs> And it's so I mean, funny because like, I was staring at her hair and her smile and everything and they're like, yeah, she had a necklace on that said vote. I was like, oh. I missed that, completely. girl.
1: I completely <laughs> missed that. Like I didn't even notice it until people were like, "Here's where you can get the necklace from the black creator that right. Michelle Obama."
0: And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even see that. right." I was just like, I completely missed that. It's funny because like everybody, even after the convention. Like when they're doing their like they're talk about it, they're like, What do you think that people are gonna talk about tomorrow? And they're like Michelle Obama <laughs> It's <Like, Yeah. laughs> pretty oh, much it. They
1: had this little like montage of Fox News reporters and even they couldn't say anything bad about Michelle. Like mm. even they were like, She stole the show. That and they hair were like
0: immaculate. <laughs> I mean
1: they I mean you would have thought these were like her friends the way they were talking about her. And some of them it looked like it pained their faces to do so, but it's like, what can right. you say bad about Michelle? Nothing. Nothing. One of them did make a little slick remark. He was like, she, she sure good at politics for someone who says they hate it. And shut up.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I saw a meme that was like, uh, Melania with a notebook.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I saw it.
0: <laughs> I saw
1: one with Michelle laying on the couch, writing, and it was like Michelle, prepare, it was like first ladies preparing for their speeches. And she was laying on the couch writing her speech. And Melania was peeking from behind the couch, like looking over <laughs> her, looking <laughs> at her, she was like, oh, God. Oh, good times. Good times. Yes. Anyway, so um, I
0: definitely <laughs> did pull a review. So we're going to move on to our current events. All righty. <laughs> So this one I have to tell y'all because our job as a podcast is to bring y'all the truth even when it hurts. So, Americans are drinking more amid <coughs> the COVID-19 pandemic, but F- experts warn any relief is temporary. And then they start off with this video of a sexy beer pour, and I'm like, what? <laughs> why would you do this? That's like saying, like, Americans are watching porn and then putting uh porn flick in there first. Anyways <laughs> Anyways, uh so Americans have been drinking more. Um sales of at home alcohol has gone up uh about twenty seven percent since the start of the pandemic. For this reason, not giving y'all financial advice, but I did um invest in TAP. I can't remember what the name of the actual company is, but they're doing really well because they have like seltzers. And that has got up in price and stuff like that. So mm. that's where I decided to invest my hard-earned dollars. Um, Dr. Eleanor McCants-Katz, Assistant Secretary at Department of Health and Human Services, told USA Today that more people repeatedly sought treatment for alcohol misuse in regions where the coronavirus has hit hardest. Texas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> A drink or two to take the edge off may seem like a harmless idea, and given historical unemployment rates, the pandemic shows no sign of slowing down and the ceaseless specter of racial inequality. A couple of more bottles of beer or glasses of wine might sound appealing. But, they say that um, drinking can lead to illnesses like um, liver, breast, and colon cancer. And the effects of alcohol consumption contributed to more than 3 million deaths worldwide. Um, I didn't know about the breast or colon. I thought I just had to worry about my liver. (laughs) Same. Same. Like, I gave an audible, aw, shit, when I read that, because I had no idea. Yeah. And they say people with a history of substance abuse or substance use disorders, anxiety, or depression should be especially wary of turning to alcohol to handle stress said a psychiatrist <laughs> "It uh, news you can't use <laughs> I just had to let y'all know that's what it said and we can move on <laughs> as we drink <laughs> right <laughs> and I earlier today I texted Chris and I was like hey I've been thinking about ways you can drink day drink at work
1: <laughs> I know right and I was like uh I don't need ideas. Like, don't (laughs) plant that in my head. (laughs) I can imagine some of those
0: emails. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, next up, Trash-Ass Rihanna. And I say Trash very lovingly. But, um...
1: We don't take kindly to that. Like, the true Rihanna Navy. We just don't take kindly
0: to it. That's weird, because being a part of the Beehive, like even Beyonce is not spared from the wrath of the Beehive. (laughs) <laughs> they don't we call drag her fave.
1: Huh? they don't call her trash right. they just drag her for taking all of
0: our money <laughs> once, once I get my album I will stop calling her trash <laughs> <laughs> because I come with a vitriol in the beehive anyways so she jokingly asked her uh, I guess there was a TikTok lookalike and she asked her where the album is this And I'm like, why? Why do you continue to troll us? (laughs) Such
1: a troll. (laughs) Rihanna is such a troll. Like, since you did not have to do that. (laughs) And I've said it once, and I will say it again. I am sure that that album is done. It is done. It is finished. She probably listens to it during her workout. She does! You know she does. She just, for whatever reason, doesn't want to release it. And I've, I mean, I've come to peace with it. I'm just like, whatever, girl. Just... Do what you need to do, uh, but I would I would really appreciate it if you would give us, give us some music, please. I right. <laughs> sound like a poor little beggar, please. <laughs> please, sir, some more.
0: More? like one of my favorite episodes of Reba when Billy yes, BJ was reading
1: it. I was like, oh, yes. I love this so much. Yes. Oh, and I when love it. where did Reba. you get
0: it, too? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, let just the glory is still on the table. I have poured a rose. Anyways, um <laughs> <laughs> has switched drinks y'all. <laughs> right. Just letting y'all know now. Uh, so next up, um, this twenty year old black woman is opening the first luxury do rag store on Melrose mm. Avenue. I'm oh. just saying if one of you little niggas acts right, until Christmas time, you might get a luxury velvet do-rag from this store.
1: <laughs> let, me, let me give her a round of applause. <laughs> I mean, we being in black AF on Melrose. Like, that just gives I'm me Melrose. so much joy. I, so much joy.
0: Oh my god. I am so excited <laughs> for her.
1: You know, how, like, like, the
0: setup is just so like, it's chic. It's so chic for it to be do-rags. <laughs> it is.
1: It's is. like, it, it's a cool aesthetic. And you know how, like, on social media, when you follow people, you feel like you know them. So I feel like I've been like following this girl for a long time. I remember when she bought her sign for her store. So mm-hmm. like, I've, cause she bought her sign a long time ago, m- m- probably about a year ago. And mm-hmm. I feel like a proud auntie <laughs> because it's like, yes, this moment is finally happened. Cause she've been talking about opening this store for a long time. Like for a few years, she'd been talking about wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. And I remember when she bought that sign, and I was like, oh, girl, that's cute, but we can't read it. Cause, like, I don't know what the name of the story it's is. It's
0: provocative. But... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
1: Get you going. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, super proud, and it's amazing. And i buy one of y'all uncles a do-rag. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just saying. Maybe your daddy. You never know. I'm just saying the price is right. I would like <laughs> to be a stepmother of, like, An adult. (laughs) That would be so fun.
1: Especially if she's like either my exact age or maybe a year older than me.
0: (laughs) Come on, sweetie. Let's go shopping. I don't have to raise you. It'd be amazing. Anyways. (laughs) I can call you to come take care of my kids. (laughs) Be like, hey, can I drop the baby off? (laughs) Anyways. Um. Next up, this is not great news, but it's also news that we've always known that black women with natural hairstyles are less likely to get job interviews. Uh And so the way the study went was basically, um, it was by Duke School of Business and they showed pictures of different black women and then asked if they would, um, interview them. And of course they included other races as well, but, um, by and large, they did not um, choose black women when it um, froze, which it, it's an interesting survey because a lot of times, like, I'm not putting my picture on a resume. You don't know what I look like right. unless if you Google right. it and I don't think you're going to do the work. <laughs> but at the same yeah. time, it's just interesting. It does show, like, a clear bias about the standard of beauty when it comes to black women.
1: Yeah, I will say though when you <laughs> when you said unless they Google you, so lately, um, I have been googling applicants. Um, before okay. I interview them, I've been googling them and I've been looking them up on, on Facebook specifically. I really haven't been looking on other social media platforms, um, but I've been looking them up on Facebook. Yeah, largely because I work in a very small white town. And um, people just don't know how to not say their real feelings on Facebook. So I've seen a lot of things and decided then and there, oh, no, girl. <laughs> but I'm going to come in for of... an interview because I want you to meet me. And I want you to know that this young black girl is not going to give you this job because of the racist shit that you say on Facebook. So that's
0: right. Yeah. yeah, it's just so weird it's... If you think about it like 10 years ago Before social media yep. Yep. Like people weren't able to Discount you as quickly yep. as they can now Because of social media So social media is supposed to be like social It's supposed to be yep. your space But yep. then companies use that Space yep. against you
1: I mean <laughs> I would never And and I don't, I don't have a problem with someone saying that I use it Against them because I know that Or I strongly feel that I am Um I don't know the word. Um, I don't want to say fair, but like, even though I work in a conservative field, I would never care if you're on there cussing or Mm -hmm. if you're on there like wearing, you know, scantily clad or you're on there, you know popping it for a real nigga like i i don't care about any of that <laughs> i really don't the
0: but fact if, that you just
1: casually dropped it in there though. i mean i'm just saying because because those are some things that i can see people mm. holding against someone you know what i mean Yeah. if you went on a drunken night with you and your friends and y'all recorded some of your shenanigans and posted it i mean i don't mm. care about that what i care about is is you racist yeah that's and if fair. you are I don't, don't specifically for what I do, you don't need to be around here. So like, that's just how I feel about that. But yeah, back to the hair thing. They're always doing these studies about things that we as black women already know. know. Like I've, I've, I've literally taken down fresh braids because I got a call for an interview. Yeah. Because when I go to an interview, my hair is either like if, if I have time to straighten my real hair, I'll straighten my real hair or I'll put on a wig, but it's always straight or in a bun. And yeah. my my normal bun cuz I am listen yes and I don't care bun. what I don't care <laughs> what kind of situation I got going on with my hair. I know how to make a bun work, okay? Bun. So uh even for even though but even like if I'm interviewing, the bun is going to be my natural hair. Normally I use braiding hair to do my bun, but no. Like I won't do anything that looks Any type of way, and like one of my cousins was making fun of me because she was like, "Chris show up one way for the interview, then when she come to work, she be looking all sister Africa." (laughs) And I'm like, "Well, I'm hired
0: now, so it is what it is." Yeah, (laughs) it is what it is. So this job was my first job I had that I did not wear a wig for my interview, Uh (laughs) or nor did I try to hide my nose ring because I was like, we we work with a lot of South Pacific. Patients and it's kind of cultural. Yeah. For them, wear nose rings, so I was like, I'm not hiding mine. <laughs> you know,
1: this just that feels so freeing. I mean, you know mm-hmm. that you, you. I mean, I'm sure you still thought about it because we're we are programmed to, but yeah. to know that you went, you know, to the interview and got your bomb ass job with your nose ring and your hair and your locks, like yeah. that's beautiful. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, this is a reality, and one day we'll talk about also biases regarding names, but that's Mm -hmm. not going to be today. (laughs) So, next up, I literally titled this in our show notes, we have to talk about Jason Derulo anytime we see something about (laughs) Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo! (laughs) So, he said he thought cats would change the world, and he said, I thought it looked unbelievable. Jason Derulo had no idea that his first film would turn out to be such a huge catastrophe. <laughs> in fact, when he signed up to play the role of Rum Tom Tugger in the big screen version of Cats, he thought it was the perfect career choice. <laughs> I just want to say that I appreciate all of these journalists that throw in puns. I think they they don't know how much it makes me happy, but I want y'all to know like if you put a pun in there, if you put in wordplay, I'm here for it. I was reading <laughs> an article about like peanuts and how like like certain companies, like they usually like sell to like airlines are not getting money right now, so they're having to discount their nuts. And there were so many nut puns in there that I was like, oh my god. I was like, I love this so much. I love the guy. I need to propose to him. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. But, yeah, so Darula was kind of sad about the fact that Cats was a huge bust. But there's a few things that, like, is going on with Cats. So, A, Cats is already a weird musical. And not everybody loves it. A lot of people are like, what the fuck. B... They took a creative direction in cats that they didn't have to see. <laughs> they had Taylor Swift, and I don't know why. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> it's the CGI for me. Like, it was yeah. just so creepy. And sometimes it was just like,
0: I saw them as cats, but I could see their body curves. And I was like, this feels awkward. Like, I could see your, your penis, Jason. It, you felt, it, <laughs> felt, it felt
1: sexual in an yeah. odd way. Right. And then their faces were, like, smeary. I just didn't. Mm. I just didn't.
0: Like, they literally
1: they could have they let them wear, like, sexy Halloween cat costumes. And that would have been better than the CGI.
0: <laughs> right. Or just, like, the the musical costumes like something like that but it was just weird because I was like I I see your whole penis right there Um, and then with Idris Elba I'm still upset at the contacts that was just the worst play like I'm like (laughs) he's he's a dark skinned black man he's already evil by y'all's counts anyways you don't have to put contacts on
1: (laughs) Jason Derulo reminds me of him thinking of him as a cat Makes me think of in um on uh Big Bang when Sheldon had all those cats and he Mm -hmm. had that one cat that he named Zazzle because he's Zazzy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jason Derulo Derulo is my favorite part about the cats movie because he is so fucking extra. I'm like, Jason, you're not even it's not even about you. Like you're just like a (coughs) ancillary character, but he was like anytime the he was on the the view or the stage, it was about him and I was like, you know what? I love you. I
1: mean he was prancing like a cat during their press tour. Like <laughs> everybody else is sitting in their chair <laughs> and he's on the floor like gliding like a cat.
0: Like <laughs> kind of like uh Michelle on that um uh, interview when they were high and talk about their yes, favorite animals. Yes! <laughs> A pants up. <laughs> Beyonce yeah, like, keep talking about oh no, we were just tired that day. I'm like, no, y'all were high as shit. <laughs> sure, we know. We know, girl. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm sorry, Jason Darula that it didn't change the world, but it did change my opinion of you and I stand at any opportunity <laughs> to stand, I will stand. Um so we're gonna talk about fresh gentlemen. So there is gonna be a reboot. A uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air as a drama. I don't really, fiz- really know how this is gonna work.
1: <laughs> did I really, don't. The, did you watch the trailer? Girl, no. <laughs> well, boy, <then. laughs> if you watch the trailer, you would see how it's gonna work.
0: I Don't like watching videos, Chris. You know this of me. I like mean, so many times, like I'll go in my Instagram and like somebody had sent me like six videos in my DMs, and I'm like. That's awkward. I'm not watching a single one of those.
1: <laughs> also, Doyle sent me a long-ass, like, six-minute video yesterday. Which but it was I'm, hilarious. Which I... Okay, some of the ones you skip are hilarious. <laughs> but I'm going to go say, back and I watch don't... it because okay. other people have sent it to me. So I'm like, I really need to watch this. And I really yeah. meant to. I just couldn't at the time. But anywho, on this, it's 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 the same storyline, but it's a drama versus a comedy.
0: So, is and... it going to have, like, Tyler Perry music in it? No. Like, the the <laughs> chords, like the
1: organ chords? Um, no, but there may be some Tyler Perry level acting in it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm going to fucking watch this.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's... There were a couple of points in the trailer when I was like, oh, okay. But for the most part, I was just looking at it with my face in a question mark. Um
0: funny thing is I don't know I just forgot what I was going to say
1: <laughs> and wasn't this th- didn't this come from Twitter
0: yeah I think I got it off of Twitter
1: I mean um, yeah but I mean like the idea like, yeah, the, like a couple of ago the guy was ago. tweeting about it
0: yeah. and that's why I'm like I need to uh, start tweeting Sister Soldier <laughs> about this oh musical God. that I'm trying to have for oh the God. coldest winter ever no, you know we would have, <laughs> you know we would have critical accra- acclaim because we all read it. <laughs> Everybody. Ooh,
1: Master P Master P has to play uh Winter's dad. The drug dealing dad. Like I can see I Master see P that. playing that role. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Who's gonna be Winter?
0: We have time to figure it out.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Oh, like Tika,
0: <laughs> I, maybe Tika something. Oh, okay, we got, thinking, we got time. We got time. We got time. Uh Hallie. Uh uh-uh. Because cause she can blow. Like I need yeah, but, to Winter to be able to blow.
1: But she doesn't fit the aesthetic of Winter to me.
0: Okay, I haven't that read it could... in a while, so And I you forgot.
1: know what? Well, girl, I hadn't read it since high school, I think. But, um, uh, no, I went in high school. I was in college. Anyway, still. We um, had time. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I, I'm trying to picture it now, like, because it's got to be hardcore gangster rap meets 90s R&B. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Me too. I and didn't want to be to excited about soldier. this.
0: But, I did not I want just to be say, excited about this. I I but just now I know am. all the black women. Yes, that was her name. But we we're gonna, gonna stop
1: it. at at winter. We're not gonna do that midnight shit. Fuck midnight. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even finish that book. I just I hated that
0: book so much. Like all of the and beautiful I love black that women, women. Yes. that loved him, and he picks an Asian chick that didn't even speak his language because she can not
1: Don't nobody care. <laughs> oh. Like, I was so in love with him during Call This Winter. Oh, I was so in love with him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was excited to see there was a sequel and then the book it just it didn't even have the same <sighs> anyway. I already know.
0: think that Sister Soldier hates black women, so I'm going to have to change my profile Listen, picture. Listen. <laughs> hey, like Sister Soldier, can I do this? <laughs> i have a white woman's profile picture. Anyways. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different aside. Okay, so um, good sis Dolly Parton with the double D's or probably more. Um, triple D's, quadruple D's. Anyways, big titty dog Dolly Parton uh, said, of course black lives matter. Do we think our little white asses are the only ones that matter? No. <laughs> and I was like, yes! Because it's like, sometimes you have faves, especially white uh-huh. faves, and you don't really uh-huh. know how they feel on uh-huh. race relations, so you just like, they're in your tentative faves list. But yeah. um, Dolly moved to the official faves list. Now, if Reba would do me a solid and let me know. Come on, Reba.
1: Don't let us down, Reba. Who I am is who I'm
0: meant to be. Don't let us down, Reba. Reba, we love you. We love you. (laughs) You you sang if I was a boy. Okay, (laughs) and I didn't even hate it. Right. I was like, it's almost up there with Beyonce. It's like, here's Beyonce, and right under it is Reba.
1: (laughs) 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 And you know what? Most people I know, like most black people that I know, really fuck with Reba. Reba, don't let us down. Like, this felt so good to hear Dolly say this because so often we have our white faves. And then yeah. in this age of information and the age of social media that makes the world so small, we learn that they are actual
0: trash. So I haven't truly <sighs> been right since I found out. I should have known. I knew at the back of my mind that Paula Deen was a racist white yeah. woman. but. yeah. I, it it was, was the butter,
1: I mean, peanut butter, <laughs> and more butter that made us love her. And then yeah. she had to go do racist shit.
0: Um, I have not thrown away the cookbook because those recipes did nothing to Girl, me. Girl, <laughs> listen, I still Google some of her recipes. They'd be good as fuck. <laughs> that, that gooey butter cake, people love that. It's a crowd favorite. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so um, it's interesting because I listened to Dolly... Um, Dolly Parton's podcast. It was basically a guy that was like talking about Dolly Parton and he did get to like interview her or whatever. It was interesting because he was an Indian guy but his dad was friends with Dolly Parton. It was really weird. Anyways, but she was like, I don't want to be she, when it came to feminism, she was like, I don't want to be linked with that because it's a fucked up (laughs) narrative. And so for her to like go out of her way to be like Black Lives Matter, yes. It's like it Bobby also Park means is so a woman, me. yeah. <laughs> she yeah. loves black women, <laughs> we love
1: her. and we love her. I remember looking at her as a little girl and just wanting to hug her and bury my head in her bosom.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should definitely listen to the podcast. She also talks about like her origin story about I Will Always Love You, and she wrote okay. it to break up with her like toxic manager. And okay. it was interesting. And the thing I about will. it is, like they did, and he sued her. And then later on, he was in financial trouble, and she came back and saved him. So, Dolly Parton is like primo human. I love her. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. A beautiful and lastly, soul. yes, another beautiful soul Florida man. <laughs> Come on, Florida man. <laughs> so, a uh, drunken Florida man crashes into a golf cart and blames Trump. So he was again he or he crashed his own golf cart. It's 82-year-old Corey Frederick. Um he had appeared to have been drinking. Um and he stated he had been watching President Trump on TV and then he got really mad at what he said and then began drinking vodka a few hours it. before the crash. And I'm like, I understand. <laughs> and um now, he was asked to take a field sobriety test It was not able to stand under his own power. <laughs> but, again, I get it because sometimes Trump makes me want to drink too. And the well, thing so. about it is I read articles in the morning about Trump and then I'm like where's that mimosa? Yeah, I don't know why you do
1: that to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to put something on his books to make sure he got plenty mm-hmm. of uh, Fritos and
0: Moon pies. Okay, you no, know, he need, he don't need to be in jail. That is just a, a light DWI. If we got to, yeah. yeah. hopefully, and it was a golf hits. cart. Right, it wasn't out. even a whole car. Yeah. He was just fucked up in a tunnel by himself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. he didn't even hurt anybody. He just broke his windshield and his axle. Anyways, um, yeah. So I I stand with Florida man. It doesn't help sure that do. he's also black. <laughs> okay. With the uh, Michael Jordan hoop earring. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like my dad. <laughs> All the more reason to free him. <laughs> free Corey.
0: Ooh. And Ooh, this speaking actually... of free
1: Corey, um, you know that Kim Kardashian is working on freeing uh, C-Murda? We're going to talk about that on next week's show, but when you said free Corey, that reminded me of that.
0: If it's she weird, pulls this one I off, you want to love Kim, but she doing
1: some dope shit. <laughs> I know. It's like if she pulled this one off. I mean, mm. I
0: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would commend her for pulling this one off. I don't know okay. if I'll still love her, but I mean, right, right. Even like with her treatment of Kanye through his episodes, I'm just like,
1: she is a far better she's woman not than trash. me. The way she's handling <laughs> that, because yeah, yeah, I be gone. <laughs>
0: Mm, yeah, I mean they have yeah. fifty limb kids together. So 50 limb. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like when I like babysit my friend's dog, I call them my fifty limb dogs, and it's just two.
1: My <laughs> <laughs> Beyonce and her fifty limb chair.
0: Right, and it's just three. <laughs> <sighs> okay.
1: That was a that was a thing on Twitter this week. What's your favorite uh, Negro uh, measurement? Like something. Yeah, and, like. People were like fifty. Everything people were saying, I was like, "Yeah, I love that
0: one." Yeah. Then um, old people one. in Mississippi and Quinny. I was like, "Where did you see a Q in 20? <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> okay. But you know, but they
1: were. But they were saying things like fifty limb. Uh, everybody named Mama. Like it, <laughs> it
0: was freeing. your favorite.
1: It was your favorite black unit of measure. Measurement. Oh, gotcha. Right. It's your favorite black unit of me- No. <laughs> that's, a mispronounced, that's a mispronunciation, but it's still a thing. So they were like, you know, everything they said, I was like, Oh, yeah, I love that one. Oh, I say that one too. And I really do say everybody named
0: Mama and it's literally three people in there. <laughs> yeah. I just I cannot remember what K D C Sue um. Describe her pregnancy, and it was like something like a corn husker summer or something she like that. She did.
1: <laughs> Listen, I know we've said this before on the show. Our friend was pregnant for so long, and she had a pretty I, and- <laughs> I was tired. She was pregnant so long. It's Like, girl, when we having this baby? Right. I mean, she would go full time, and we were like, this is a long ass <gasps> pregnancy. Because <laughs> we found out so, we found out super early. Right. So. It just felt like it was forever. Anyway. He's hey Candace, hey Kate. <laughs> I think
0: his birthday just passed. It's sometime in July. Yeah, it is in yeah. July. So, he's super he's cute. He's a handsome I like fella. Yeah. Anyways, so we're going to take a second to listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back.
1: All right, now. And we are back it is time for our Someone Something.
0: So our Someone Something is more than half of my age. Less than half of my age. I'm old as fuck. Anyways, um, <laughs> her name is Michelle Nkwaman Kang. And she's 11 years old. And she's already written nine books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's from South Africa. <laughs> she is so very dope. So, was she had written when she was five and a half, and when I was five and a half, I was doing good to read <laughs> but um yeah, so she she has written nine books, and I am just so proud of her um of course, especially as black people, we don't see that um representation in some of the stuff we read, like, I remember like, the books that I loved as a kid was like, Sleep Valley Twins, and yeah. Little House on the Prairie, and Anna Green Gables, and it just wasn't there, or yeah. it was like a traumatic story like, um, Rolling Thunder Hear My Cry, or <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, it was hard to read a good story about black people and black children without trauma, so i think it's um, super dope <laughs> yeah
1: she's a gorgeous little girl and you know she just had this idea one day just like why are all the children's books written by adults that mm-hmm. don't feel right? <laughs> right and so she just took it upon herself to do it and i'm like these kids are man oh, these kids, the kids get ideas
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the kids are all right like they get these ideas and like they don't have any fear of not being able to do, you know. And when I was at when I was twelve, my biggest concern was going to the beauty supply and getting my new lip gloss because you know you had all the flavors <laughs> of that glossy ass lip gloss from the beauty supply. And the beauty supply used to sell like these fancy looking fountain pens, but they were really cheap pens, but they mm-hmm. looked fancy. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and we used to try to do outdo each other with our pens, so it was like. That was all my concern was going to be a supply and getting some lip gloss and pens and one of them butterfly clips for my hair. I was not concerned with writing. Well, I did try to write novels, but I tried to write romance
0: novels when I was still. <laughs> We're not going to speak here. One of our, our um, book club friends, I was like, "Ooh, let's write a romance novel and I was like, can I use the word, throbbing na- manhood? And she's Mm-mm. like, no, we're not Mm-mm. writing this anymore. <laughs> she's Mm-mm. like, it's canceled, it's over. <laughs> I was like, how hey, you gonna cancel me so quick? She's, she calls me all my shit. So, Doyen's, she... Doyen's, novel, Doyen's romance
1: novel is going to be talking about like the heat of her loins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, I... But the thing about it is, mine is like it's not gonna be a lot of lead up. It's gonna be like chapter one they met, chapter two they fucking. Like, I just the lead up is too much. Like I'm like I don't need that lead up. It's I supposed just, that's, it's supposed to build up the tension. No, that annoys me. Chapter two they fucking.
1: <laughs> Doyle's romance novel is gonna be like porn. Hey hey.
0: erratica. <laughs> But Eradica written by somebody who knows words, because that's a thing that's not happening. Anyways, um, also, the same book club friend called me on my shit. So, basically, she signed up for this, like, imperfect produce situation, and she showed me what Ooh, she I had. Oh, I been wanting to
1: do one of those. Yeah,
0: but it was, like, half fruit, half vegetables. I'm like, I don't really like fruit. And she's like, um, maybe you, don't you don't like should fruit. do this. No. She's like, maybe you should do this. And I'm like... Fuck you, you can't tell me what to do, so I'm going to bite it <laughs> for like uh, a week.
1: <laughs> how did I not know you don't really like fruit? My uh, baby sister's so like that, and I'm like, how can you not like fruit? It's fruit!
0: Yeah. Today I bought two nectarines and some kumquats. I don't know what I'm going to do with the kumquats. I think I want to make a simple syrup out of it. I like nectarines because they're not hairy like peaches. <laughs> so yeah we'll see how this goes anyway so um, um f-
1: friend of the show Shonda made pear preserves which Ooh. pears are one of the few fruits that I actually don't care for and it's just because I don't like the texture but um I'm going to go to the farmer's market this weekend and get some peaches and I'm going to make a peach preserve and um I'm going to find a way to make a cocktail with some of that so yeah
0: it's gonna be great So, we're going to move along (laughs) (laughs) to our poor life decision. This kind of links with what we talked about last week with our workplace trauma. Sometimes, a lot of times, is our bosses are a source of trauma, especially Mm -hmm. when their expectations don't align with our expectations. So, one of the ways that you can work to align your expectations is managing up um so you just backed your dream job and you got the right experience the necessary skills the best team but then you start to feel like you once again (laughs) this website has like a uh content block so you give me a f- five seconds and i will get okay. it anyways but like the notion is like you have acquired this job and then you start a job and then it's not as smooth as you thought it was gonna be so um a way that you can work towards like getting to a place where you do feel productive in your job is to manage it up so what is managing up and why is it useful Um, so when you first think about managing up, a lot of people think of like political maneuvering, cozying up to the boss, brown nosing, um, manipulation. But when you do it right, managing up isn't any of those things. Um, it could be a delicate business, no doubt, but without power plays or flattery. Simply put, managing up is a conscious approach to... Working with your supervisor toward goals that you both care about. And that's what the goal is that you work in a way where your manager um appreciates what you're doing. Yeah. And also definitely it becomes mutually beneficial.
1: So not to like toot my own horn or anything, but toot toot. So after like reflecting on this article mm-hmm. I think that managing up the way it's described is that's just how I naturally work because it's not the like power plays and things like they were saying before, Mm -hmm. but the the way that the article talks about it, like this just dawned on my head when dawned in my head when you said that, like Mm -hmm. that's just how I work naturally. And I think that's why
0: it's been very successful for me. Yeah. Um, In a way. So my manager and I have like, very different personality types. Uh-huh. And so, this is a thing that I've had to think about as far as like making sure that she knows that I'm here for her and here to elevate our team as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Because we do operate in very very different ways. The aim is to achieve a productive, mutually beneficial relationship. I don't know if I said that, but that does require certain skills. And so one of the definite um, suggestions they were talking about was um, Sam was a new director with a formal work style. So one of his direct reports came to him and was like, hey, how do you want to receive information and updates? And he said he liked reviewing reports before meetings. And so before her meetings with him, she would send him reports and agendas. Because of that, they had highly productive meetings. Larry another one of the reports felt like the manager's style was too controlling so he wasn't interested in learning what the manager valued and so their meetings were longer more frustrated and the the manager felt like they they gave the person like negative performance reviews and didn't put them forward for promotions and so yeah like it's tough because it's like yeah you do have to like acquiesce to somebody else's personality and style It in an ideal world you wouldn't have to but at the same time it's just the the rules of the game so first of all how do you understand your manager and yourself So first of all, you have to figure out how the roles that you and your manager play. Both you and your manager have specific roles to play. You each have a web of complex relationships and responsibilities. Acknowledging this fact can help you see the world from your boss's perspective. It's also essential to understand their priorities and pressures. I hated this article because it's just weird how they like switch genders. I think it's a power play. Anyways, (laughs) and map them against your own. Locate points of overlap and those of potential conflict. They can help expose hidden risks and opportunities in collaborating with your manager. So a lot of times, like, the thing about it is, like, even when there is an agenda, there's always a hidden agenda. So you have to understand, fully understand, like, what your boss's, like, objectives are, and then operate through that and they won't necessarily always tell you that but you still have to do the work to understand it
1: i was about to say that's one of the marks of a good supervisor or a good leader is that they're going to tell you what their objectives are straight up so you know how you know what the goal is what the goal is but when you don't have that yeah Mm -hmm. you've got to do a little thing we call be people wise and kind of figure it out
0: yeah, so a lot of times if you do have a manager who isn't great at, like, explaining that, yeah. you do have to do so much more of the work yeah. to get to that place. Because at the end of the day, like, they have management, but they, they're doing good. And you have to work towards making sure that you are doing well as well. Um, next one was... Similarly, understand your manager's strengths and weaknesses. So pinpointing your manager's strengths can be tough. You can do so by observing how they ob- pursue objectives and interacts with others. But also, sometimes your boss's shortcomings may frustrate you. Instead, try recognizing their weaknesses. Figure out where they need assistance and offer to help. Identify your own weaknesses as well. So that you need to know when to lean on your manager, not just when they can lean on you. So
1: so again, reflecting on this article, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why these feelings are just coming to me now. But mm-hmm. this article is like...
0: <laughs> There's a lot of... I don't like issues. it because
1: it's not <laughs> my job to figure out how you feel it's not my job to figure out your way it's it's asking you to do a lot of work that's unnecessary Mm -hmm. now the thing about it again for someone like me is i kind of do that naturally and not Mm -hmm. in a negative i'm not saying this in a negative way but i can be manipulative and i know and listen the first time i did like a um a, a personality testing and uh told me that I was manipulative, it really like shocked me, and I was really upset about it, but my supervisor had us do this. I was working at a different place. He had us mm-hmm. all do this, and he called us in one by one and went over our results with us, and it was so funny because my results and his results were a perfect match, and he was like, yeah, I, I mean, I was offended. Like, how dare you call me manipulative? And he was like, but think about it. He's like, you really are. He's like, that's why I put you on committees when It's difficult things that need to get done because you know how to pull people. You know what Mm -hmm. to say to someone to get them to come on and get it done or get them to see, you know, the side that we're trying to accomplish. So while it's not a personal heavy task for me, still, this is asking someone to do a lot of heavy lifting that you just shouldn't have to do. Like like you're not a child. If you're a manager, supervisor, leader, you're not a child. I shouldn't have to figure this shit
0: out. Unfortunately, that's the thing about it, about work style, is that like, we shouldn't have to do this, but we have to. (laughs) And so the quicker that we figure out that we have to, and like, again, I think a lot of times, as black people, we're taught, you know, work twice as hard to get half as far. And these are more strategic ways to get further than what we've always been told you know so i i try my hardest not to have to work extra hours because i work on yeah. salary and y'all yeah pay me same. for 40 hours That's right. But um, <laughs> at the same time it's just like also just knowing that <clears throat> there are some things i could do more strategically yeah. with my time to help me get further and especially working in corporate now i definitely understand that like i had to work smarter not harder so lastly identify your manager's work style one day to one way to identify your manager's work style is by asking questions um so just like the previous person did and asking like what people were seeking the fact that you're asking demonstrates your interest and efficiency, your capacity for foresight, and your attentiveness as a subordinate. And that is very important. Even between me reading this article and my one-on-one, I was like, hey, I see this is a thing that you see as a gap. How can I help you? Like, what can I do to help? And it's just, yeah, it, it is, one would say, kissing up, but at the same time, it's like, I need you to see that I'm doing the work.
1: (laughs) I don't don't feel that that's kissing up um, when it's work related, you know? Yeah. And especially if you have a set of skills that Mm -hmm. you know are, um, would be conducive, that would make things go a lot quicker, smoother, better, more effective, then yeah, I don't see that as kissing up. Yeah. Especially depending on your supervisor's personality, because some people... Some some supervisors are very insecure in their position. Mm-hmm. And especially when you work under someone who knows that you are more qualified than them. So sometimes them taking on your help can be um, intimidating. So yeah. you have to know how to work around that. Yeah. I, I've experienced that with my current supervisor, who was a white man who basically failed up and he knows it. And so... It it was kind of rocky at first because he was really, plus he was told a lot at the beginning when he came in to let me and one of the other, uh, well, the other, (laughs) the other black director in the building, just let us do our thing and everything's going to be fine. So he resented Mm -hmm. that. But you have to learn to ask questions and and let it be known, well, I'm here to help. So I don't think that's kissing up. Unless you're trying to see, like, do you need me to go water your grass
0: or some shit like that. I'm not going to. But, yeah, (laughs) I think... This is partially why I wanted to talk about managing up, because I am... As an employee, I am very self-sufficient. And so I don't want somebody always over my head. I don't want to always have to ask you how to do my job. Uh And so trying to figure out ways where I'm like, okay, what is your expectation here? So I can um, execute upon that. A lot of times when my frustration is with my job is that the expectation keeps changing. (laughs) Girl, (laughs) yes. Yeah. So I'm almost a year in my job and I'm like, where is the expectation? Why won't it stay still? (laughs) And so this is why I am actively building this trait in myself because yeah. I really want to be able to do do my work and not get criticism and not like have tweaks and things like that. I want to be able to execute every single time towards the target so yes <laughs> but we're it's... fine with constructive
1: criticism because that's how we grow. Yeah. But you don't yeah, want somebody standing over you new
0: nitpicking. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's new shit every time, and I'm like, yeah. this, this wasn't what the previous. You can't keep thing moving is. the field goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Anyways, so we're gonna talk about different kinds of managers. Um, uh Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, the article said it, so I feel like I had to talk about it. So having a healthy, positive relationship with your boss makes your work life much simpler. But some managers are not easy to work with. Even if your boss may have some serious shortcomings, it's in your best interest and it's your responsibility to make the relationship work. So, we're going to talk about different types of bosses. Mm -hmm. The control freak boss. So, do you feel like your boss is not only micromanaging you, but also smothering you? Here are some tips with the situation. Manage their insecurity. Don't fight it. Scrutinize yourself Mm -hmm. and look ahead. So focusing Mm -hmm. on your future may help you and your boss interact more productively in the present. So initiate a discussion or one-on-one meeting about long-term goals. Keep it constructive and Mm forward-looking. I struggle with this kind of management because I'm like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm a very smart person. And so I'm like, if you tell me what you want, I'm going to do it. But if you don't, and then you come back and you're like, why didn't you do that? I'm like, well, you didn't tell me (laughs) to do that. (laughs) That's my struggle as a millennial. Um, Next up, narcissistic boss. Narcissists have an exaggerated sense of entitlement. They care only about their own success and are willing to take advantage of others to get what they need. If you're stuck with one, here's some strategies that might help. Know what you're dealing with. So don't just label them a narcissist, but like read up on their personality types Mm -hmm. and understand what your boss wants to be and help them take steps to live that ideal. Tend to your self-esteem. So working for a narcissist can be demeaning and stressful, but you have to find out what's outside of your job. It gives you a sense of self-worth. Um... Funny enough, I was talking to a friend about, like, work stress, and she was like, have a group of people you speak to, but don't let them talk to you, like, shit talk work all the time. So, like, even if it is co-workers, she was like, um, anytime someone mentioned work, they would have to buy around, but then it just ended up as a drunk ass (laughs) night my kind of (laughs) night but you know like just being able to talk to people and not always talk about work but have a safe space yeah um stroke their ego flattery is always important when it comes to admiring um helping your narcissistic boss feel better about themselves emulate certain characteristics Distinguish between bad behaviors and more admirable skills and emulate those admirable skills. Challenge carefully. Um, Narcissists don't like criticism. Challenges are being undermined. So if you need to make a business case, frame your argument around what's good for your manager's career rather than what's good for the organization. Don't gossip. Whatever you say will likely get back to your boss. If you need to vent, find someone outside of the company or industry. Be as neutral as possible when talking about your boss with others. So, and never put anything in an email. Never. <laughs> <laughs> or a text message. Nothing that can be screenshot. <laughs> right.
1: So technically, you know, a lot of these characteristics fit my current supervisor. He is a bit of a narcissist. But we have a rocky background because we just didn't mesh well at first. We work very well together now, but we didn't at first. So what I would do was... When I wanted to like stroke his ego or compliment him, I didn't mean it. And so it was hard for me to say it to his face. So I didn't. What I would do is say it to other people that I knew would get back to him. Mm -hmm. And they would be like, oh, she (laughs) thinks really highly of you. All the while, I think you're shit. And you got this job because of your last name, but it is what Mm -hmm. it is. But yeah, that's how I did that. So they're very right. Watch what you say because it's going to get back to them. Like I didn't, I never Mm -hmm. said, ooh, go back and tell him X, Y, and Z. I would just say, you know, I really appreciate what he's doing here. Like, mm-hmm. this really is a big deal. I really appreciate this. And it means that he's thinking about X, Y, and Z when none of this is true. But I knew it would get back to him. Yeah. And so you just have to be creative, <laughs> especially when, you know, you're dealing with someone that you just
0: don't like. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up was a hands-off boss. Hands out boss has limited command of the details and does not make much effort to get actions plans from employees or assist uh, being kept up to speed. This type of manager doesn't invest much time in following up on agreements either. He trusts their employees to implement agreed upon plans and to single, signal when they need help. So here are some strategies with that boss. Be compassionate. Um, accept that once again, like these Pronouns really piss me off. <laughs> so they're like, if your boss is under in his work, is unwilling or unable to focus, except that she may be doing her best. How you use two pronouns in one sentence? Anyways, <laughs> see how you can help them or how you can get help. Yeah. Get your boss's help. Initiate conversations with your boss and flag areas where you need their intervention and want to bring to their attention. Uh, appreciate the guidance. Point out to your boss that you appreciate the trust and empowerment that you're given and acknowledge that you would welcome more guidance. And lastly, see how you're benefiting. Your boss may be spending less time managing down than managing her, bo- their boss, peers, or external stakeholders. Consider whether your boss is doing this for your benefit. If yes, this is an investment that is good for you. Um the incompetent manager. Totally under someone who you feel is incompetent can be demoralizing because they're dumbass. Yes, after. Jesus. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Here's how you can help. Um, be honest with yourself. Ask yourself if you're genuinely smarter than your manager or you're just more qualified in some areas but not others. Don't assume anything. Keep quiet. That's If after reflection, you conclude that you're actually smarter or more qualified, avoid talking to anyone about it. Be respectful. Focus on doing a good job. Don't get caught up in ruminating about who should have that job. It may help to focus on the bigger picture. Help your boss be better. See yourself as a compliment to your boss. Find a way to compensate. For their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I hate the gender usage in this article. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about it anymore. I promise. Don't cover up. If your boss has a pattern making gas. Mm-hmm. you or the company cannot consistently clean up his mess. <laughs> you need to do your job well. But if your work is being used to cover up serious deficiencies, you need to talk to HR. Find something to respect. Even the worst bosses have redeeming qualities. Look beyond the work environment if necessary. Such as if they are a great parent. If you truly can't find something you <laughs> admire, you need to find a new job. And then learn from someone else. If your boss isn't giving you the coaching you need, seek out mentors to help you learn and grow. Um, this isn't a current situation, but my previous job, I feel like my boss was a schmoozer but didn't actually know shit about shit. <laughs> like, we had yeah. big boss. He, my manager was great, but um, the big guy, he was shit. Anyways. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I often find myself, um, particularly where I am now, feeling like I am more qualified than mm-hmm. a lot of people. Now, I may say I'm smarter than someone in jest, but uh, I typically don't make that assumption to say I'm smarter than anyone because that is as much as i as as much as intelligence can be um objective, it also can be subjective, so i yeah. I really don't do that, but I will say I am more qualified in a lot of different yeah. ways, and you know again, this is not the work that we should have to do, but you have to it's make so that like person that comfortable <laughs> you have to make that person comfortable with the fact that you are better qualified than them because it's intimidating. And yeah. again, that's like, in the words of Cat Williams, that's your self-esteem. It is esteem of self. It don't mm-hmm. have nothing to do with me. But still, you know, you like they said, you got to stroke their ego and let them know that, hey, my set of tools that I have are at your disposal. So if you, you know, utilize me in the right way.
0: Yeah. Next one is Moody and Unpredictable Boss. Uh, if you're, Is your boss very unpredictable? Here are some principles to remember when handling a manager who acts like Jekyll and Hyde. Uh oh. Number one, don't take it personally. Try to look behind
1: don't
0: your. Don't take it personal. <laughs> try to look behind their behavior and understand the situ- situation to where they're coming from. Look for triggers and patterns. So, looking for clues and patterns that might reveal the cause of your boss's temperate changes. Stay calm, which, again, as a Cancer, and emotions, is really hard. But uh, if your boss starts cre- screaming or belittling you for mm. no reasons, mm. it's critical that you don't swing back. Which, and that
1: can be hard in the moment, but right. If all else fails, <laughs> Outburst, walk away. Don't scream at me. <laughs> and all, if all else fails, just walk away. Just turn right. around and walk away.
0: Offer some strategic gratitude if your boss's outbursts seem per- personality-based. Deploying some well-timed gratitude can go a long way. So offer a genuine apology for having a person at a difficult time or accepting your own mistake. However, a reminder can really diffuse people. Know when to get help. Your boss may not fully grasp the effect that, once again, her outburst, which I'm just, I hate this so much in this article. Anyways, I'm on the team and they may be ultimately grateful to help with their management skills, but it can be difficult to initiate a conversation. Your best bet is to bring it up in an appraisal meeting or reporting privately to the HR, which I don't know if that's always the best. Yeah, but alas, um, toxic boss bosses who are mean and bullies should be taken seriously. If quitting is not an immediate option, here are some practical things you can do. Don't give feedback. Make requests instead. A difficult boss can may not be open to feedback. So try making specific requests such as for the resources and support you need to do your job, explain your rationale, and articulate how this will benefit them and their organization. Engage with your support network. A toxic boss can be emotionally challenging. Surround yourself with friends and people who support and encourage you. Have outlets outside of work for socializing and reducing stress. If required, talk to a trained professional. Take a break. If feasible, take a temporary break from work. Find activities outside of work that bring you joy and satisfaction. Explore your opportunities within your organization. So look into other organization, positions in a company that may interest you. Meet with colleagues and managers in other departments. Think about where your skills might translate. Consider consulting with HR. Research your HR department's reputation in supporting employee complaints before you approach. Let them know about the issues you're facing with your boss and what you've done to improve the situation. They may know how to handle such situations and other solutions you hadn't thought of.
1: Yeah, that's really good advice to get a feel of your HR first and know whether like, that's the thing you should do. because mm-hmm. I was again, listening...
0: Sorry, go ahead. Because
1: once again, I work in a very small town, and I don't know if any of you have that experience, but they tend to think they don't have to be professionals because mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody. Like mm-hmm. Everybody that works at my company literally is from there, mm-hmm. and if I went to if I went to HR about my supervisor, it
0: they would take it straight to him. So right. yeah, yeah, I was listening to an episode at the Daily by New York Times, and it was a girl from, she was working at Adidas, and so she'd go to HR, and the HR effectively didn't do shit for her, and I'm like, mm, I, yeah. it would have only taken one time for me to go to HR, and they don't do shit for me, for me yeah. to be like, okay, time to go. <laughs> yeah. So, next up, know when to lo- move on, even if you do it successfully but. Above- Employ the above tactics, chances are that difficult bosses will take toll on you. Don't suffer in silence when the problem gets to a point where it's affecting your health or your performance at work, it needs mm. to be raised with HR or consider leaving for friendlier pastures. Yeah. I will yeah. say there is a lot of pros and cons when it comes to continuing work. So To some extent, like, I I will never, ever suggest that you leave a job without having another option. (laughs) But that's because I like consistent income. (laughs) But if you do leave, um, make sure your resignation letter is professional because you don't want to burn these bridges. Right, right. You you absolutely never know. (laughs) You never know. Uh, So, overall, just, again, talking about managing the manager's expectations. Um, Know what your manager expects. Set your own expectations. Uh, There are some limits of managing up, so you have to think about these basic limitations. I can influence my manager, but ultimately I am not in charge. My own goals are important, but my bosses take precedence. My manager sets more expectations for me than I do for them. I have more to prove to my boss than they do. Have to prove for me and so this is a long article when it comes to communicating with your manager uh there are ways that you need to listen and observe so as you engage with your boss in everyday activities try to identify the messages behind their speech and behavior not just the words but the values that underlie them and then when you do have to disagree you have to learn how to disagree with them constructively. So when you mm-hmm. do communicate with your manager, you're looking for common ground. But sometimes this doesn't happen. So you may think that disagreeing will make your boss perceive you negatively or trigger a defensive reaction. But managers want to make better informed decisions. And so you had to work towards that. So yeah. explain why you do have that different opinion. And then let them know. Politely ask if you can voice it. And then when you do have that different opinion, back it up with the research and metrics and things like that. Yeah. Um. And avoid judgmental words. And mm-hmm. offer a range of options to fix that problem. Yep. If you do have uh, already an ill relationship with your boss, there's a things that you can do to fix that so you can diagnose the problem. You can take responsibility and acknowledge that you're at fault and apologize. Work towards establishing a two-way conversation that aligns your boss's priorities with your own. Focus on the positive, such as your boss's strengths. Connect on a human level. Lastly, making the most of your relationship with your manager. Always bring solutions, not problems, to your boss. It's always a good idea to spend time with a problem, and coming with at least a few potential co- solutions before That's sitting right. down with your manager.
1: I give that um, advice to everyone.
0: Yeah. Like, nothing <laughs> bugs me more.
1: Like, if you're going to come with a problem, have a couple of solutions in hand. Mm-hmm. And some things, it, it, so it, sometimes it is acceptable for someone to come to me and say, hey, this is an issue I don't know what to do about it. Let's brainstorm it together. That's mm-hmm. fine on occasion, but I get tired of putting out fires all day, every day. And all you got is problems. Like, yeah. Come with some solutions. I'm just one person.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some other ways that you can work to getting their help. So under promise and over deliver. So if you give your boss more than you said you would, you're going to come off looking good. That's all there is to it. Looking chicken. Yeah. Your boss is not a friend. You do want to have a good relationship with your boss, but don't think of it like other relationships, friendships. Control your emotions, which is extremely hard for me because, again, cancer. Emotions are everywhere. <laughs> but controlling your emotions is a sign of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence will get you so much further in the work world. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a soft skill that most nobody teaches, but yeah. it is very necessary because it's expected. Um, and then promote your work so your managers are really busy and they don't really know what you're doing half the time and so being able to speak up about what you do is very important so that they know and they can like promote you to higher leadership so yeah. it is the sucky world that we had to do all of that work as subordinates but at the same time all the if yeah <laughs> But if you do that you will be so much further ahead in in you know in your career in your work life. Yep. So do you have anything else?
1: No, um, that's about it. Just, you know, like I said, I got really aggravated <laughs> just with all of the extra work that we have to do, but You know, it's the article's not lying. It's true, and you know, that's the the burden we bear sometimes. But
0: yeah, Yeah. and I know, especially as Black people, we talk about how doing we gotta do twice the work to get half as far. But in this article, it shows like the strategic work we need to do. So we don't always have to work till nine p.m. It's just. Knowing that, like, okay, I did this thing that is important to my boss and letting my boss know that this is a thing that I did. And it's more strategic versus, versus, like, just doing extra work that is not even important, you know?
1: Yeah, but applying the strategic part, that's extra work. So yeah. it's like that That saying doesn't always necessarily mean, like, physically doing extra work. Yeah. Just the way we have to maneuver... And I mean, I know you know because you're in a white male dominated field as well. And so it's Mm. like things that I do, I can say something and my white counterpart, female, can say the same thing. And she is passionate and cares and I am angry and have an attitude and won't listen to anybody. Mm. So it's all the extra that you have to put into it just to show that, hey, this is a valid concern. And like and like we said earlier, I'm not just coming with the concern, I'm coming with solutions too. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing the extra. Whereas
0: this person probably is not. Yeah. Yeah. So we still had to I think that's the key thing with like our generation of people is like we just had to learn how to politically maneuver. Yeah. Maneuver. And I hate to it. like I hate what it! Our, I hate it. <laughs> the shit that our parents had to do is just not the same thing as we had to do. You like know? you should be able to do your work and your work prove itself, but no, we
1: right. have to no, incorporate not. all the politics of it, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's gross.
0: Anyways, so we're gonna move on to our favorite part of the pod: the buy you a dream.
1: Shot! 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 Shots! <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. Okay. So first, I'm gonna get my mushy part out of the way. I just want to send up a prayer for everyone's for everyone's well being, be it mentally or physically. Um, we all, if it, if it is not us ourselves, we all know someone who is just struggling at this time, be it physically. I've got a couple of people really close to me who are having a hard time physically right now, and even some mm-hmm. emotionally. And it's rough out here, and You know, I really got pissed at the world the other day because it was like, how dare you? How dare you not pause and let us deal with this pandemic? But no, Mm -hmm. the world keeps turning, shit keeps happening (laughs) as if we're not going through something already. And it just, Mm -hmm. it heightens everything. So I just give my sincerest prayers to everyone's well-being. Now, for drinks, I'm gonna buy a drink. Sonic drive-ins. Now, I know (laughs) some of you live in areas where you may not have a Sonic drive-in, and if that's the case, I really feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Or a good one. (laughs) Yes, that is important. Or a good one, because the one closest to me is actually not that great. But anyway, um, if that's the case, I just feel sorry for you because you don't know what you're missing. I got a cherry limeade the other day, and I haven't had one in so long and it was so good. And I came home and put a little rum in it and it was amazing.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> and- <laughs> Those mango limeades with, um, mm. with, um, the coconut rum. Was mm. great.
1: Like I made, so I worked at Sonic for a whole week, as a, not a week, a whole month as a teenager. Um, side note, there's this clip going around on Twitter of this car hop who is skating, mm-hmm. and I love he, skating car hop. And he falls and like drops all the stuff, and it makes me feel so bad because I was a skating car hop, and I was like, oh shit, that could have been me. I'm just not gonna laugh at this guy because that literally could have been me. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, that's my drink for the week.
0: I'm gonna buy a drink for ice cream that's good enough that it makes me forget my lactose intolerant. Mm peace <laughs> i i love my uh, ben and jerry's because they're woke and i'm like i'm gonna shit later but it's great for the moment listen um, also butter pecan ice cream is always important in my life <laughs> I mean, that's, the, that's the official auntie ice cream
1: so i, I have been eating that. ben and jerry's a lot lately just because they're ben and jerry's Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a love. huge ice cream person, but it's like every time yeah. I go in the store, I'll get some. But the other day I had a scoop of some Blue Bell and I haven't had Blue Bell in a long time. And it's so mm-hmm. damn good, but I know they racist. <laughs> it tastes so good. Yeah. They got to be racist. Right. <laughs> they, they hate niggas ice cream. <laughs> so you so tell people how they can get in contact with us.
0: We are on the Instagram. It is Poor Like Decision. One decision because we're changing them one at a time. Amen. Also, that's the same name of our Etsy page. Um, Get a mug. And I'm going to look up some swell bottles for people like Chris who had to, like, go to work. You might want to slip a little drink. If I drink get
1: fired, I am, I am holding <laughs> Julian personally responsible.
0: <laughs> it's not me. But anyways, um... <laughs> Uh, otherwise you can get you a make contain alcohol t-shirt also we have may contain alcohol stickers you can get that also for the free because if you will leave us a um a blog or a podcast review and then you send it to us in on Instagram or Twitter with your address we will definitely send you your free sticker um also, our Twitter is PLD Pod. Um but we're there talking about random shit. <laughs>
1: also, I wanna say that, you know, I, I started um Lovecraft Lovecraft Country Doyen, I don't
0: suggest it for you. Um <laughs> I think I can watch it in the daytime. Okay. Good,
1: because yeah. I want you to, because it's really good. Yeah. But it, it, Jordan Peele just stresses me <laughs> out. But
0: I'm, I'm a dumb. well.
1: It ties in elements of true horror, which I don't. I'm not a horror fan, so it mm-hmm. has horror, sci fi, and fantasy. Um, but it is black folks in front of and behind the camera, in a genre where we have ty- typically been left out. So it's just amazing, and I love it. And one day we're gonna talk about the goodness of Jordan Peele, but um. Yeah. I I you know I thought about live tweeting it with you guys, but it's difficult for me with shows that I need to pay attention to. So mm-hmm. I think I am gonna make an effort to just kind of chime in every now and again. But I'm not gonna get off the tweets that I normally try to get off when I'm live tweeting with you guys because I do have to pay attention to what's going on. But it's so beautiful and it's a moment I want to share with y'all.
0: Yeah, it is tough right now because it's like we really don't have a lot of new TV to even watch. I know. So I'm like watching Parks and Rec for like the millionth time. <laughs> but, um, my, I my was favorite... watching it the other day on an elevated state and I was like, this is, I state. was cracking up on a whole new level.
1: <laughs> the, uh, wow. There's a TikTok with the voiceover from Parks and Rec. And it's like, <laughs> you drive too slow, you go to jail. You, go to... <laughs> you undercook the fish, you go to jail. Overcook mm-hmm. the chicken, go to jail. Overcook, undercook. <laughs> you drive too slow, believe it or not. Jail, right away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so in love with it. I'm so I love it. That uh, you so You charge too much for sweaters or glasses. Jail, right away. <laughs>
0: I love it. It love seems it. like when the Venezuelans came to visit. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. I love it. Um, I yeah. love so,
0: yeah, I love um, Yeah. Two weeks ago, I was binging... Um, Fresh Prince on HBO Max, and now I am binging like Parks and Rec for the millionth time. And so, like, I'm like, there's a lot of other shows I should watch that I haven't seen. But I'm like, also, I could just watch the same shit that I've always watched. <laughs> yeah. I tried to doing. watch like I tried to watch Downton Abbey, but it's like I had to pay attention. You've never, you've never watched Downton Abbey. Mm-mm. <gasps>
1: Okay, okay. I'm 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 oh god okay 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 Calm <laughs> down. girl drink some water Chris don't pass out Oh my god oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> The drama
1: <laughs> I can't believe this
0: is happening first you of all I yourself, my them half the time and then it's just something I had to pay attention to and I don't know if I had time yet. I love attention. Delta <laughs>
1: Abbey. Yeah.
0: Anyways. So
1: okay. <laughs> So um once again Make sure you check out our Etsy shop, QQ Gifts. Make sure you go to iTunes, leave us a review, and um, rate us five stars. So others do not work. Do not five forget to that's five right. Do not forget <laughs> to send us a picture of your review because y'all have been leaving reviews, but you're not telling us, so you're not getting your sticker, and you're right. missing out. So mm-hmm. make sure you do that, and um, drink your water, stay as cool as you can, and again. Lately, I've been using the two finger lengths rule for our sunscreen. Doya's going to start it tomorrow, making sure that she's using a full two finger lengths of sunscreen. You got to be well protected.
0: Like Fenty moisturizer is very expensive. I can't do okay Okay, well, use your links. black
1: girl sunscreen.
0: Okay. And <laughs>
1: get those two finger lengths because, y'all, we are protect. Listen, black don't crack, but if you don't treat it right, it will look a little rusty okay so mm-hmm. and and we don't want to get you know skin cancer because that's a real deal for us as well, so yeah. um, yeah, that's all I have. we love y'all we thank you love y'all.
0: y'all, please text a friend this week.
1: I am going to uh Go fix another glass of water so that I do not get an Andre headache.
0: Another
1: glass of water, and <laughs> so I can go watch Kamala because we need to go hear Kamala speak. Please, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Ah. <laughs> so you guys have a good night, and we love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Love you. Shall stop.